Welcome, everyone. It is Laz coming at you from the home studio with another episode of The Laz Word. It is episode six, and I'm glad to be back. Got a great show for you this week and some really good feedback from last week. And even got a question from a fan, not for me, but for the one and only Bomber Billy. I'm so excited! Yeah, you know what? I am too. And every week I say the same thing. It gets harder and harder to pick a topic because there's always so much going on in the news and social media and in the world. And this week didn't disappoint. So this week I thought, you know what? I'm going to switch up the format and I'm going to pick three areas of interest to talk about. And they are sports, college football, socially. We're going to talk about BLM and what's going on with them and politics, my favorite. We're going to talk a little bit about Biden and his pick, Kamala Harris. So let's get into it. Okay, let's go. In the world of sports, uh, specifically college sports, the Big Ten and Pac-12 have said, hey man, we're not playing football this year. Ain't going to happen, fella. It's COVID time and we're buckling down. Oh, I get it. They're citing concerns about logistics and the lack of adequate testing and stuff like that. And I get it. And I respect their decision. But then you have the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC saying, uh, yeah, we came to play ball, and we're going to. So, uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, My opinion is this. Here's what I do know, or at least how I feel. We've got to get back to normal. The fear-mongering of the left, the media, Big Pharma, has to stop. Or at least we have to stop listening to it because we aren't living. They have done everything they can to effectively have us in a world where we're simply surviving. There's a difference, folks, between being careful and cautious and then just being riddled with fear. We're talking about young, healthy, vibrant athletes, and we're talking about a virus that has a mortality rate of 1% to 2%, or if you look at it the other way, 98 to 99% survival rate, especially for young, healthy people. These are the facts. And what do we know about facts? Facts don't care about your feelings. Exactly. In fact, an article that was posted back in May— I believe it was May 5th by USA Today, admitted to that very statement. Though, to be fair, the article was a bit confusing because they went on to essentially discredit their own findings, which, you know, is probably because it doesn't fit the narrative of the left. But anyway, here's what the article said. It was in regards to a meme that was on social media regarding Dr. Ben Carson and a statement that he made about how the coronavirus essentially had a 98% survival rate. The article goes on to say the figures cited on social media aren't far off from mainstream projections. They may even be pessimistic on how likely someone is to survive a bout of COVID-19. Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, testified to Congress in March that the mortality rate may be as low as 1% when accounting for people who are infected but don't develop symptoms severe enough to be tested. Oh. In my own research, I found another study by Johns Hopkins that said the mortality rate here in the United States is about 3.2%, and this was posted on JHU's Coronavirus Resource Center webpage. Now, don't get me wrong, any death is tragic, and I'm not taking the deaths of those that have been taken by COVID lightly. What I am driving at here is pretty simple. At the onset of the pandemic, there was limited resources. We know that. We didn't even know what we were really dealing with, and nor did the medical community. So there were limited resources for testing at that time, and the focus was on those who were either severely ill or thought to be at high risk, right? 
Since then, we've tested more, and that's led to the detection and the diagnosis of more mild cases than before. In an article on Healthline.com from July 12th, it cited some research at Johns Hopkins University. They lay all this out. My point is that we have healthy, strong athletes who fall into an age range that typically are known to have an extremely high recovery rate, and they're being used as pawns to further the fear-mongering of the left. And let me add this. I know of two instances very recently where several people went to get tested. They signed up. They registered. They got fed up with the wait, and they left. And guess what? They were eventually notified that they tested positive. Think about that. Well, well, well. They never got the damn test. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit. Listen, it's time to stop being so scared and start living. We only have one go-round on this spinning blue rock we call Earth, and I don't know about you, but I'm not going to live the rest of my days locked down, stripped of my freedoms, and controlled by the media. You see, quarantining the sick is prevention. Quarantining the healthy and controlling their movements? That's tyranny. Period. Yes! Moving on, more from BLM. An organizer of the Chicago sect of Black Lives Matter actually defended looting in her city. Her unbelievable justification and rationalization can be stated in one word, ridiculous. But the word that she used? Reparation. Ariel Atkins, one of the lead organizers for BLM Chicago, said, quote, I don't care if somebody decides to loot a Gucci's or a Macy's or a Nike because that makes sure that that person eats. That makes sure that that person has clothes. That's a reparation. Anything they want to take, take it because these businesses have insurance. End quote. Are you friggin' kidding me? Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, but she did. Folks, you can't fix stupid, and that's just plain stupid. This is the mindset of not just BLM Chicago, but it's what we've seen all over the country from these little BLM organizations popping up. Yet every time one of these so-called protesters or organizers speaks out and encourages violence, destruction, rioting, looting, and pillaging, their supporters say, no, that's not really BLM. Last Nation, it is time to take a stand. It is time to stop giving our money to any organization or company that supports these domestic terrorists and radicals. Write these companies, call them, email them, call them out on social media and in public. I don't even understand why we as conservatives aren't the ones that are protesting these organizations and protesting against these businesses. It's possibly because we might not even know, or maybe you don't know who they are, but I do. Here's a list of a couple businesses that have either donated or supported the efforts of BLM. DoorDash, Amazon, Gatorade, Microsoft, Airbnb, Unilever, Nabisco. The list goes on and on. Let me be very clear here. I personally believe that these companies, they want to be on the right side of history, and they want to support equality and meaningful change. And I get that. I am supportive of that as well. That said, I wonder if they really know what these organizations are really doing. Do they know what these organizations really stand for? Do they know what they're really supporting? Maybe we should tell them. Yeah, baby. In other controversial news, Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris as his running mate. This is this is nuts to me, by the way. 
Harris, first of all, is a former prosecutor, okay? She has been proven, absolutely proven, to be one of the most liberal members of the U.S. Senate. And that's not according to me. That's according to GovTrack, which is is an independent, nonpartisan website, and they track legislative records, essentially. Harris has been known, by the way, to be a believer of climate change. She's pro-abortion. She's pro-gun control. And she was the co-sponsor of Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All Act. In fact, in 2019, get a load of this. So listen to this. Listen to this. Okay, listen. She said she wanted to eliminate private insurance. How about new? But of course, when pressed, later she backtracked and attempted to clarify it. And she said, well, I want to get rid of the waste and the bureaucracy in uh, private insurance. So she's gone on record as saying she would be against any policy that would deny a person health care because of their citizenship. Well, yeah, I mean, why should we deny someone who isn't a citizen the right to health care that we have to pay for. I mean, that's just crazy, right? We should just let anybody get the health care in this country. It doesn't matter. Come one, come all. All of us taxpayers and citizens will pay the bill because that's what she's talking about, folks, and that's what she wants. Unbelievable. Anyway, more on Harris. Now that marijuana is becoming more mainstream, as many states have allowed like medical marijuana, some of them are even allowing... Uh, recreational use. She's even flip-flopped on that. She's now supporting the legalization of marijuana. And even though, by the way, when she was AG, Attorney General in California, she oversaw hundreds and hundreds of marijuana-related convictions. But that's not what really gets me upset. What I really think speaks to the character of this woman, or what some might say is the lack thereof, is that in April of 2019, Harris said while campaigning for president at an event in Nevada that she believes the women who said they feel uncomfortable and claim that they were inappropriately touched by Joe Biden. Quote, I believe them and I respect them being able to tell their story and having the courage to do it, Harris said. Laz Nation, this is the epitome of hypocrisy. The epitome, the mountaintop. Just about a year and a half ago, this woman was siding with women and standing with them saying that she believes their claims about Biden and his alleged inappropriate behavior and touching. And now, all of a sudden, she's okay with them. Yeah, she'll serve as his VP, no problem. Well, well, well. I mean, are you kidding me? Does she have no conviction? How about no? Does she have no scruples? It certainly would appear to me that she doesn't, and it certainly appears that she's a sellout. She's an opportunist, and she's looking out for one person, and that's herself. Personally, I think it's sad that Biden has used her ethnicity and her sex or gender as a qualifier for his running mate. I mean, it's pandering, to to say the least, it's pandering, right? But it's racist, definitely, and above all else, it's sexist. That's right. The question I pose is, why is the campaign not addressing the fact that Harris is also of Indian descent? Her mother was born in India. She immigrated to the United States because she wanted to attend a doctoral program at UC Berkeley. I mean, you'd think that'd be something that she'd be proud of and that they would be proud of. But I guess her Indian heritage doesn't fit the current narrative and the game plan of the left and the Biden campaign. What's worse is that Harris seems to be just fine with it. And that's disgusting. It's the left's way of playing the race card. 
It's a game of let's only talk about the part of the candidate's heritage that attracts the most attention. It's more intellectual dishonesty from the so-called party of tolerance. If a conservative or a Republican candidate were to pull such a blatant and racist stunt like this, they'd be vilified. But in fairness, that tends to sum up the left more often than not, doesn't it? It's pathetic. You know, ultimately, I really just have to wonder that if there isn't an ultimate plan here for the left to really have a radical, very hardcore liberal in the White House, knowing that they potentially have a slipping uh, mentality in Joe Biden, and that if he were to win and happen to become president, then if he were deemed unable or unfit for office, then who would step in, right? Now they have the perfect candidate in their eyes to push a liberal agenda. It's scary, folks. Now, here's the deal. I don't think she's going to win, or I don't think he's going to win, which means I don't think she's going to win. I don't think the Dems or the Libs are going to win, period, come November. I I think a lot of this stuff that we're seeing about COVID is going to go away and fade away after November. I've been saying it since the onset of COVID. At the end of the day, we're going to have to wait and see. But I will tell you this. We need to get out there and vote. We need to make sure that this radical ideology doesn't get back into the White House. The only way that we can do that is by getting out there and ensuring that we're casting a vote for our incumbent president, Donald Trump. Whether you love him or you hate him, I can tell you now, you do not want this woman in office, and you certainly don't want Joe Biden in office with a diminishing capacity that it looks like he has right now. Um, it, I mean, all you have to do is listen to this guy try and speak. They talk about Trump not being able to put two words together. I mean, has anyone really watched or listened to Biden? Does anyone understand that this guy has essentially been hunkered down in his own home hiding? Meanwhile, he's running for president. I mean, if the shit were to hit the fan while this guy was in office, if he were to be elected, would our so-called president then be hunkered down in his bedroom hiding from the world? I can tell you this much. I sure as hell don't want to find out. This guy can't get in office. But of course, you know, they say it's because of COVID and whatever else. But I got to tell you, I don't even know if Joe knew that he was going to pick uh, Kamala Harris. I have a feeling that he was told that was who, who he was going to pick by his handlers. And that scares me even more that we have those kinds of handlers in that campaign. So anyway, on to uh, Bomber Billy. We got a question from him, uh, for him, I should say, that came from a fan. And let me get to that. That's Billy now. Hey, hey Billy, what is going on? Hey, Les, it's good to be here, man. Hey, I heard I got an email from somebody, and it's not even for you. It's for me. They want to know what I think. Yeah, that's right, man. I got a, uh, I got an email, and, um, you know, it, it's kind of a funny email, right? So I think that this person meant to be humorous when they were saying it. I know we're probably going to get some flack for it, especially from people down in that particular area, but I'm going to read the question as it was uh, posed. So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay. It says, Please ask Balmer Billy why he would recommend vacationing in Dundalk. 
Well, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Well, I I think uh, with this person, by the way, it's John from down the ocean is is what uh, or how this person signed their email, and I think they would be okay with me going ahead and and putting that out there. Um, anyway, I think personally, what what John from down the ocean is saying here is he's just kind of poking fun, right? I mean, that's been a Baltimore thing for a long time. Um, you've mentioned Essex, you've mentioned Dundalk a couple times for sure. And so I think he was just kind of poking fun at you. Um, I don't know that it was a really serious question. Yeah, but what the hell? I mean, is he making fun of Dundalk? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think a little bit, right? But that's not so unheard of in our area. Um, Dundalk has often been the brunt of jokes. And whether you agree with it or not, really isn't the point, but I would say even people from Dundalk know that sometimes they've been the brunt of some jokes, right? And in, and most of the time, people from Dundalk have a fantastic sense of humor. Um, I happen to love that area. They have uh, some of the greatest sub shops down there, um, and I've actually even performed in that area, um, you know, several times. So uh, my godparents were from that area. So I, I have a, a lot of ties to Dundalk myself, but that said... Um, yeah, I think he was poking fun a little bit, but it was in a fun and a light hearted kind of, you know, kind of way. So anyway, do you have a response for John from the ocean or John from down the ocean? I should say. Um, yeah, I do. Let me tell you something, John. All right. All right, John. I hope you're listening there, buddy. All right. Cause Dundalk is freaking fantastic. Okay. They got great crabs. Right, you can go down um, uh, lots of places in Dundalk and get some crabs, and they have it's right there on the water. We got great, great resources down in Dundalk. Okay, there's Dundalk High School down there. You know, um, it's a fantastic school. You got Dundalk Community College. I think they're actually calling it the Community College of Baltimore County Dundalk Campus, but whatever, same difference. If you grew up down in that area or you're my age, you know it is Dundalk Community College. But anyway, I digress. And I want to tell you something. There's some hardworking people in Dundalk, okay? I got family members down there too. So you know what, John from down the ocean? I don't care what you think about Dundalk, okay? And I think it is a great place to vacation. Maybe what you need to do, John from down the ocean, is not be at the ocean and come down to Dundalk and check it the hell out. That's what I think. Well, um, okay. Certainly seems like maybe he struck a nerve there, Billy. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, sometimes I get a little fired up, lads. You know, when they start talking about, like, where I'm from or my friends or my family or stuff. I like Dundalk, damn it. And let me tell you something. They got some great stuff down there. And if you haven't been to Filetti's or Cat and Harvey's, then you don't know what the hell you're missing. Okay? Listen, I tend to agree with you. I mean, I, uh, I haven't been down to Dundalk in quite some time. Um, but I certainly, when I was going to Dundalk uh, on a more regular basis, especially in my younger years, yeah, man, Filetti's and Captain Harvey's, I mean, that is like a huge, huge thing down there. They've got fantastic subs. Uh, I mean, you have to eat them with a fork to even get to be able to pick it up with your hands. And I know a couple of my friends and I have had some experiences there where we have just passed out, damn near passed out from a food coma. So um, anyway... I'm I'm glad to have posed the question and and Billy is there anything else that you you wanted to say to John from down the ocean? You know what? 
I want to say this. Thanks for listening, John, from Down the Ocean. But why don't you try and pose a serious question next time there, buddy? Okay? And listen, if you want to come down to Dundalk, you just let me know. Because I'll meet you somewhere, and I will just show you how wonderful Dundalk can be. Okay? Settle down, buddy. I think seriously, like I said, John from Down the Ocean was just poking some fun and trying to have a little bit of fun with me, with you, and, you know, with the show. Yeah, yeah, all right, lads. All right, all right, all right. If you say so, buddy. Yeah, man, I it, it's it's all in good fun, brother. I, I promise you. All right, so listen. It's uh, it's your segment, so what are we going to do? What are we talking about? Okay, so here's what we're talking about. You ready? What's up with my damn intro music, lads? Because I asked you about it like two weeks ago. Uh, Okay, so we're back on that. Listen, man. The intro music is for the Laz word. It's not Laz's intro music. It's the show's intro music. Uh-huh. Great. So what's up with mine? All right. Listen, here's what we'll do, okay? I'll make you a deal. I will try and find some intro music that you like. You can help me select it. And if we agree upon it, then we can use it with one stipulation. Okay, cool. What's the, what's the stipulation? The stipulation is we have to get 100 new subscribers to the show in the next week. And if and when we do, you can have your own intro music for your segment. So what you're saying is I have to get 100 people to subscribe within the next week. No. I'm saying 100 people need to subscribe within the next week. I didn't say you have to get them. I just said we need to get, as a team here, 100 new subscribers, and then you can get your own intro music. Okay, bet. All right. Good stuff. Then that's what we'll do. Fair enough. Hey, I tell you what. This week, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know how they can reach us? Yeah, all right. Thanks, Les. So listen, you can reach us on the web at www.thelazword.com or on Facebook and Instagram at The Last Word or on Twitter at The Last Word Pod. And if you want to send an email to me then you or Laz, you can always send the email to thelazword at gmail.com. But if you want it to go to me, make sure you mention Balmer Billy in the subject line, okay? So there you go. That's how you can reach us. And then if you have a question for me, you do that. And then Laz will go through them, and we'll pick one, and then it'll get on the air. Right. That's, a, that's exactly what's going to happen. Hey, Bill, you don't seem like you're in such a hurry today to get out of here, not rushing out of here and squealing tires. Yeah, you know, I really don't have any place to go, so I figured I'd just hang out. Well, hey, you want to you wanna help me close the show down? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. All right. Well, then give the people your sign-off, man. Uh, I don't, I don't know what that is. You know, just like what, what your tagline, your sign off, like, how are you going to end the show for yourself? Um, how about thanks for listening and this is Balmer Billy. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's okay. You can do better than that though. Like, come on, man. Give me something. Um, okay. 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 I got it. Hey, everybody, it's your buddy, Bomber Billy, just saying thanks for listening and subscribing to the podcast and being awesome fans, even you, John, from down the ocean, you punk. You're really not going to let that go, are you? Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's probably all right. I'm just messing around. I'm not even mad anymore, guys. All right, buddy. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Well, listen, everybody, as Billy said, thanks for checking us out and subscribing. 
and coming back every week to listen to what we have to say. We certainly appreciate it. Let's help Billy get to those 100 subscribers and, and get him his own music for his intro. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I forgot to mention that in my sign-off. Damn it. No sweat. I got you covered, brother. Well, hey, that's going to bring us to pretty much the end of the show, but I've got one final reminder. Last Nation, you have a voice, so be sure that you use it. May the silent majority be silent no more. As always, I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with me. Until next time, take care, and God bless. Talk to you soon. 